Welcome, welcome to the All That I Am podcast. Are you ready to be uplifted? Are you ready to be encouraged, inspired, and empowered? Ladies, you're in the right place. You are unstoppable. Grace is our secret sauce. And guess what? You can do it all, balancing ministry, marriage, motherhood, marketplace, all at the same time with strategy and with the grace of God. Class is in session. Let's Let's go. go. Hello, everybody. Hello, my classies. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the All That I Am podcast. I am your host, Lady Vivian Jacobs. This is season four, episode number three. We are already on episode number three. Listen, let me tell you something. Time waits on no man, nobody. Time waits for nobody. We are already on episode number three, and I'm excited about what is going to be shared on tonight. So do me a favor and share this. Share this on all of your social media platforms. Tag your friends. We are going to be speaking to those that are entrepreneurs on tonight, those that are working, that are dedicated. And so I want you to go ahead and share this to everybody that this may bless because there are going to be some nuggets shared on tonight that you do not want to miss. Yes. So y'all know how we do. This is my favorite day of the week. This is Friday after a long work week. It has been a long work week. And then I left work early today because my daughter, Bella, her school called me and told me that she was throwing up and that she was sick. So the first thing, you know, as mothers, we're thinking like, uh, when I dropped her off this morning, she was fine. Is she faking? She trying to come home for what? So I told the school nurse, (laughs) keep her in your office. I'll be there when I can get there. Okay. Because it's not easy for me to just leave. I am a manager. I manage like 30 people directly report to me. It's the end of payroll. I got, you know, regulatory bodies getting ready to come in. And so I'm trying to prepare my area. I'm trying to prepare my staff. For those of you that don't know, I am a nurse manager and I manage four different departments. And so when they call me, I knew, I just was like, okay. I know it's not Benji. I know it's got to be Bella. And Bella's very dramatic. But she really was sick. This was not an act. This was not something that she was just doing. She's listening in on me now. 
Um, but mothers, y'all know, y'all know how it is, you know, but at the end of the day, my home comes first. So I did let her sit in the nurse's office for about an hour uh, before I came to get her because I had to tie some loose ends. I ordered pizza for the department because it's just been so busy, you know, so I had to do what leaders do. Um, and, and, and I'm not mad about it. She was all right when I got there, but go ahead. You all know how we do. I want you to drop in the comment section. Where are you listening from? Where are you listening from? I'm so excited that you all are here on tonight. As you're dropping in the comment section where you're listening from, you'll see me looking off to the side because I'm looking at my phone because I can see the comments quicker. Um, as you all put that in there, wherever you're listening from, I'm just glad that you are here. I see somebody's listening from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, New York. Uh, come on, where else are you all listening from? I know it's a lot going on on tonight. It's a Friday night. So I'm excited that you all are here, wherever you're listening from. Um, we have someone from Moreno Valley, California. We have Indianapolis. Okay, let me just put a shameless plug in now for my Indianapolis listeners and those that are in the surrounding areas and those that are flying into the Ignite Conference. So this is something that the Lord has impressed upon my husband's heart to do, um, to pour into the people, to ignite it to the people. The Ignite Conference is coming up and it starts next week. So I'm just excited about that. And those that, that are uh, planning to attend, you will not regret it. We have somebody, some people listening from sh the south side of Chicago. Now, y'all know the south side triggers me, okay? Uh, even though it's a lot of violence going on. Oh, my goodness. Did you all hear about the violence in, at Kenwood High School? I had to call my son because he goes to school um, in Chicago as well. This is my, my son, my child. Uh, that I had before I was married. Um, and through the week, he lives with his father. He goes to a Chicago school. Um, I'm not going to release the name of the school, but it, it is it is in Chicago. It's a charter school. So I just had to call him like, are you okay? What's going on? Y'all, we have to pray for our children. We have to pray for our schools. We have to pray for the educators because it, we are living in a crazy world. We are living in what the Bible called perilous times. So we have to make sure that we keep them in our prayers. Um, uh, we have Alabama in the house. We have Danville, Virginia. We have Dallas, Texas in the house. We have Woodbridge, Virginia. All right. I love it. I love it. Keep it coming. Thank you all so much. You all know how we do. Get your blanket, get your coffee, get your tea, whatever it is to make you comfortable so you can come in the room, get your notebooks and your pen so you can take notes and you can go back and you can refer to this um, so that you can apply it to your life to make you better. If you have not already, I want you to go ahead and subscribe. Don't do it right now because we're about to start our conversation. Um, but go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I know that we have some people that are listening and you may not have subscribed. So I want you to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much in advance uh, to our listeners. But tonight, 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 tonight is entitled Hustling Hottie, okay? Examining Entrepreneurship. Because we have a lot of people in this day and time that are calling themselves entrepreneurs, okay? And maybe she's going to help me on tonight because 
I have a problem with everybody calling themselves an entrepreneur that's not really functioning as an entrepreneur. Um, but maybe as a, a normal job, you know, as I was thinking about this, maybe they're just a part-time entrepreneur because I sell products, but I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur. But, you know, maybe I've been looking at it the wrong way. Hey, to each their own. I'm not here to judge anybody. Um, we are here simply tonight to shed wisdom, to shed light on what it takes to be an entrepreneur and balancing, you know, the balancing act of balancing uh, that of being an entrepreneur and also living your life with grace, living your life, you know, and having fun. And so I have the ultimate guest on tonight and I'm just honored that she received our invitation to come on tonight. Um, and the title of this session tonight is Hustling Haughty, Examining Entrepreneurships. Subtitle, I make it look easy, but it's not. It's really not. I'm just committed. And that's the difference between the person that I'm about to introduce and somebody that has tried and maybe have not been um, successful. Of course, there are various reasons, you know, why that may be the case. But I know one of the reasons is commitment. I know that we have to be committed. Anything that you set yourself out to do, that you set in your heart to do, you have got to be committed. And so I'm going to bring our guest into the room. I'm not going to belabor the time, um, but I'm going to bring our guest into the Hi. room. I'm excited that she's here. Nay uh, herself, the personality, I want her to go ahead and just start. You know, we're going to have a transparent conversation on tonight. We just want to help somebody, an organic conversation. And we are going to allow some time at the end for a couple of questions to come in uh, for those of you that are entrepreneurs and that are aspiring entrepreneurs. But I want to go ahead and uh, introduce her and allow her to introduce herself because we're living in a world, even as I said, where everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Okay. And so I want you to, or a boss. And we should be a boss, um, but I want you to go ahead and just jump in, you know, and just kind of give us your spiel for those that are listening uh, who may not know you. Tell us a little about little bit about who you are and what it took to become who you are. Jay Renee. And let me just say this. He has an amazing online boutique. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> And I was a little hesitant to tag it when I posted my pictures because I didn't want everybody to have on what I had on. <laughs> I couldn't be selfish. I could not be selfish. And I also wanted to, um, you know, pay it for it so though, that those that, you know, love what I had on could go ahead and support as well. But go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and what did it take to become Jay Renee, because you're an icon. Listen, you are amazing. I'm excited that you are here on tonight. So just go ahead and share with us. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. I'm equally as honored um, to be a part of this podcast and to finally meet you as well. Um, but my name is Jay Renee. Um, as she said, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm an author. 
I am a speaker. Um, I'd like to summarize everything that I do is just me being a woman that's relentless, relentlessly, excuse me, in pursuit of purpose, um, ever growing, ever evolving. Um, what I'm doing today, two years from now, I might be doing something else, but I'm always going to be working. <laughs> that's just what I like to say. Um, but I own an online clothing store by the name of Boutique J. Renee. Um, January, we will celebrate nine years in business. Yes, <laughs> nine years. it's been a journey, baby. Um, but we'll celebrate nine years in business. Um, and even though I haven't done boutique J Renee full time, um, I've, I've for the, the majority of my adult life, I've been a full time entrepreneur. Um, I have a background in the cosmetic industry, um, not cosmetic, excuse me, cosmetology. I was a hairstylist and makeup artist for almost nine years. Um, and I started my business. Um, so Pressing Rewind, I actually wrote the business plan for Boutique J. Renee, what is now Boutique J. Renee. I wrote the initial business plan when I was 16 years old. Wow. Um, and um, I always, anytime I get the opportunity to share that, I always try to share that because a lot of times people are discouraged, not just by the journey, but they're discouraged by the idea of there being a journey. They're discouraged by the fact that you may have the vision today and you may not sit in the warehouse for 16 years, yeah. um, which is exactly what happened for me. Um, but so I was introduced to entrepreneurship um, at a young age. My oldest brother had bought me a book called How to Become a Teenage Millionaire. I share this story often if anybody that follows me is watching. Um, but he bought me this book. And basically in this book, it, it chronicled the lives of people that either started businesses as teenagers and became millionaires as teenagers or eventually became millionaires. Um, and what that did for me um, is something that I was thinking today is something that I'm still consciously doing. Um, and that's closing the gap between me and successful people I admire. A lot of mm -hmm. times we have all these degrees of separation in our mind between us and the woman we follow on Instagram that we love. And we're like, oh, I would love to be, yeah. you know, have a business like her. But, you know, she she's one of them Instagram girls or, you know, she got a uh, she came from a well-known family or she got a, a athlete boyfriend or oh, she got our body done. You know, we, we come up with all these reasons why yeah. other people make it and why other people are successful. And as a kid, you know, in my mind, um. You know, now we're in an era, like you said, everybody can pop up and be an entrepreneur. But, you know, 30 years ago, it wasn't like that. And I came from a family that was really big on education, go to college, get a job. That was, you know, what we did. So when I was introduced to entrepreneurship and I kind of started, my wheel started turning and I started realizing, okay, these regular people are starting businesses. They're becoming successful. Okay, I can do this too. So um, I actually wrote like two or three business plans before I actually executed one. I think um, the Boutique J. Renee was actually originally called Sophisticated Lady Accessories and more or something like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, again, it's, I need to put this in a book, but actually it is in a book. It's in my book. True Confession. <laughs> I love it. What's the name of the book? 
<laughs> true confessions of a visionary. But I talk about this because it's literally, I liken giving birth to a vision, like literally like giving birth to a baby. It, it goes through so many phases. Um, it's going to change. It's going to grow. It has to develop before you actually give birth to it. And then when you give birth to it, it might look one way and then it's going to change a little bit more. And, you know, I get all into it in my book. You can look it up on Amazon. I hope y'all taking notes. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, so the original vision, God gave me a vision for an online store back when like we were still like coming out of AOL. I think we had just, I think we were just getting into Wi-Fi then. And so I have this idea for an online store. I take yeah. it to my parents. My parents were like, yeah, that's cute, but get a job. I mean, I get a job. They were like, yeah, that's cute, but go to college. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in my mind, I wanted to own a franchise of physical boutiques. Um, but I had no idea that God was really giving me a vision that was far beyond what I even knew the world was going to become. So um, again, I wrote that business plan when I was 16, ended up going to college. I was fashion merchandising major in college. All of this is still just the journey of me yeah. getting to yeah. the, the thing it took mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from when I was 16 years old, I went full time in this business in 2017. Wow. And even when I did it, everybody thought I was crazy. I was, you know, at that time I had a thriving career in the beauty industry. I didn't need to do anything else. Yeah. I didn't need to start another business or, you know, I had a, a home, a beautiful home. I had mm -hmm. clientele. I was good. Um, but I knew that there was this vision that I, God gave me years ago. Yeah. And I knew one day I was going to reach the point where I was going to be able to flesh it out and really, really dive deep into it. And so in 2017, God was like, go. And so I jumped off, went full time in 2017. And here we are. Wow. Years wow. later. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I mean, just to hear the story and the journey, and I'm sure we don't have time to share everything that you experienced during the journey, but just hearing, you know, what you had to experience, what you had to go through, the decisions that you had to make. I'm sure it was not easy. Um, and then to hear you say that you were already in a field. Um, what was it with beauty? Yes. And you were good. Like, I'm good. Clientele. Listen, I'm good. I'm not hurting for anything. Yep. But to know that there is more. Yes. This is not the end. And to know that God is calling me to something different. God is calling me out of my comfort zone so to speak because i'm sure in the beauty field you had your clientele right. you kind of had your comfortable comfortable level um and just you know different things as it relates to that so even in that and in, in, in looking at all of this and examining that um because i'm gonna tell you my um my youngest child is does not want to go to college most people probably don't know that he said that he does not want to go. He is saying that he uh, wants to go into fashion. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to be supportive. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying to be supportive of that. Because even as you said, you had family members that didn't necessarily agree with it. 
And I'm not going to tell him that I don't agree with it because I don't want to be the parent that didn't agree with it. And then it turns into a multi-million, you know, or billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what's going to happen. So I'm trying to support him in that, which I yeah. am, you know, but, but how did you know? And I'm, I'm just trying to encourage him even in that he wants to go into fashion. Um, and I'm just trying to be supportive. How did you know that you were meant to be an entrepreneur? What was it? Did you ever work a nine to five, even before the beauty business? And you just knew that this was not for me. When did you know? And how did you know that you were called? Because I believe that it's a calling to be yeah. an entrepreneur. Well, honestly, I knew early on, like from the time I was introduced to entrepreneurship, as a kid. And this is why, you know, one thing, if my parents didn't do anything else, I'm so glad my parents were parents that believed in books. They didn't buy a lot of toys. Um, we had books and musical instruments. My entire family's musicians, me included. So, um, but so I'm so glad that I was introduced to um, just that the fact that my grandpa used to always say, you can go anywhere you want to go on a book. Mm -hmm. Because once I started I, I discovered this this portal to this thing that I felt that I didn't have access to. I was so enlightened by it. I was so interested. After that, I just started studying people and I became obsessed with just journeys of people. I started stalking Oprah, you know, just I was just like, I, I want to know more about this. So I immediately connected with it. Um, but moreover, well, I'll answer this. So did I ever work a nine to five? I've never had a traditional job. So fun fact about me that most people do not know, if you've been following me for a long time, you know, but I am a PK. Oh, okay. my parents. Um, so my dad pastored my entire life until he passed in 2008. And then my mom took over the church afterwards. But like I said, my whole family is musicians. I am a musician. I play the organ. Wow. We don't have to bring you to New Zion. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm retired. <laughs> But so that's an amazing never, gift to have under your belt. Every time <laughs> I tried to work a job, it was like, uh, I worked at Chick fil A for probably that was my very first job. I love Chick fil A. I worked at Chick fil A when I was 15. No, actually, I lied. My first job was answering phones at the church in the summertime, and I was getting okay. paid a dollar fifty an hour. That was highway. Wow. wow. Then, um, I worked at Chick fil A. I hated mm -hmm. that they made me like sweep the driveway or something. I was like, <laughs> You said this is not for no, me. Literally, that was like the first week, and I was like, no. I probably um, so then I played in church all through high school, even up until college. And then um I started doing hair on the side. Okay. Um, and so every time I I had to work other places, mm -hmm. um, it never lasted long. My longest time of employment, honestly, was actually at my church. I was on staff at my church for a very long time, my home okay. church. Okay. Um so um, I worked at Mac. That was probably the only job I ever actually liked, but that was probably because it was so creative. Um, I worked mm -hmm. at the YMCA. Um, I worked in the youth activity center with kids ages nine to 12. That was like the first like full-time type job I had. And yeah, it didn't last long with that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's but, how you knew that you were. But you know what? I, I don't want to say that's necessarily how I knew because- okay. 
I I, I want I make I want to highlight this because a lot of people feel like they say you know I'm not meant to work for nobody or whatever and they say that really out of a lack of discipline because say they it. don't know how to submit to authority they don't know how to follow yeah. directions they don't mm-hmm. they can't take somebody else forcing them to be disciplined so I always tell people if you don't want to work entrepreneurship is not the way to go because you're gonna work a hundred times harder over here wow. Wow. than you will over there. Trust me, but it's been plenty of times where I would be like, I, I could have walked away from this and got a job wow. if they would have paid me right, honestly. Wow. Um, so I think that right now, you know, the internet makes it a lot of smoke and mirrors. People just see you going on vacation. And they, see you, they think like, oh yeah, I want to do this because I'm not meant to work for nobody. That's a yeah. dumb reason to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I will say that I knew, I always say every visionary is not an entrepreneur and every entrepreneur is not a visionary. That's but good. I was one of those people that was both. That's so I good. noticed that God would give me a lot of direct, very clear visions in the realm of entrepreneurship. And when yeah. I say clear, like I could see it from top to bottom. I always kind of had a natural net for business. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, even before I really understood what a hustler was, you know, I was baking pound cakes at Thanksgiving and selling them at church and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've just always been that natural hustler. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that I, it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't want to work for anybody else or that I had a problem working for anybody else. I just naturally had a gift of administration and executing yeah. vision. And yeah. the, the reason why a lot of people suck at being entrepreneurs is because they don't understand it takes every part of the body is important, but yes, it takes it something different to be up here. Mm-hmm. The head has to have something different. And a lot of people don't have that what to do next, how to see, how to execute, how to be like, a lot of people don't have that. And that's something that I've always had. So, you know, I knew regardless of whatever space I was in, um, fun fact, at one point, um, I actually wanted to get it. I still do have a a strong interest in real estate. Um, I thought about becoming an architect, but even in all of those things, I always had like the visionary, you know, (laughs) mentality. So, yeah. I feel like, you know, if some stuff you choose, some stuff chooses you. And this is definitely one of those things that chooses you. Yeah, that is so good. Um, and, and, and so poignant that you say that the things that choose you is like, you, you can't pull away from it. Mm-hmm. Even when you try to, it still like calls you back or it pulls right. you back. Um, and, and you gotta, you gotta, those that are listening, if there is something that is constantly pulling you back, you you might want to take a step back and ask yourself the question and ask God the question, why is this continuously pulling me back to this place? Because, you know, the Lord may be speaking to you on another level to let you know this is the way to go. So what would you say are some characteristic characteristics or traits that are needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Because even as you said, um, and, and I so agree with, you know, I think some people, and I'm not gonna say all people, but some people look at it as a way out to not work a nine to five job, but you still need some things, you know, that is required even in a nine to five that you would need, you know, as your own boss in order to see it through, in order to make sure that it is successful. Um, so what would you say are some key characteristics or traits that are needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Um, first and foremost, you cannot be lazy. 
Like it, you, it does not work at all. Um, There's, like I said, you're going to work, you know, and I, I really think it's important to say this, like we've demonized the idea of nine to five and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. First of all, we need people to work in these realms. The world can't run without people. Y'all need people to take care of y'all when y'all sick. When you Yeah, we, we need that. So don't ever feel here. like working a nine to five yeah. is not as good or as less than it's necessary and it's needed. Um, don't the, the, honestly, you know, we go through so many phases and trends of what's popular, you know, right now it's cool to say that you don't work for anybody, but yeah. it'll be, it'll be cool to have purple hair in a year. So there's that. So, <laughs> but, um, like I said, first and foremost, you cannot be lazy. You're going to have to work. I mean, I can't tell you how much I work cause I don't even know. Wow. Um, especially because of the fact that I'm an internet-based entrepreneur. Yeah. As long as this is by me, I'm going. You're yeah. always working. Yeah, wow. I, I really truly am. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Um, because sometimes I really wish I could turn it off. But um, <laughs> you know, at one point I it was just me, and now I employ six people. So it, it I thought once I got more employees and I work less. I'd still, you know, <laughs> so, but you can't be lazy. First yeah. and foremost, if you like having that cut and dry, like you get off work, come home and do what you want to do and leave work at work, you know, thank God for your job. <laughs> um, the second thing, and probably the most important thing I would say is that you have to have initiative in this game. Nobody's going to tell you what to do. Um, I, I remember having a conversation was a friend of mine that had started a business years ago. Um, and every time I would talk to her, she would be like, well, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to do next. I'm like, well, it's your business. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yours. What do you mean? You don't know what to do next. You know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that because you don't have anybody leading you or telling you what to do or whatever. Um, and you know, one thing I would say, you know, something that you could tell your son, a lot of people feel like, you know, also entrepreneur entrepreneurship is an alternative to keep you from having to go to college, but you're still in any field that you go into, you're going to have to continue education. Yeah. I read more books now than I did when I was in college. You know what I'm That's saying? I'm point. still studying. I'm still taking classes. And if you want to continue to grow, you want to continue yeah. to evolve, you're still going to have to educate yourself no matter what you do. Um, so there has to be initiative and intentionality um, when it comes to just you growing. And the thing is, you know, like you said, some of everybody pops up and says they're entrepreneurs and it's very few people that you actually see elevate to, to extreme levels of success because of the fact that a lot of people don't have that initiative to keep moving, to keep growing, to keep learning. Um, so you definitely have to have initiative. The last thing, this doesn't go without saying, you really, really, really have to have strong faith. Yeah. Um, because it's not, there's going to be so much, you know, the Bible says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. You're not going to see the vast majority of what you're executing. You know what I'm saying? And and I recently, um, I actually did an interview the other night and, uh, the girl was asking me, you know, what role has faith played in my business? And I was almost like lost for words. I'm like, it it was a lot. I mean, it's everything, you know what I'm saying? Like I literally, you know, I, I, there's no way, like I yeah. said, I, I started 
the, the, the idea and the vision came when I was 16, not to have anything to hold on to for years and years and years, but that faith mm-hmm. and that belief that I knew this was something that God had shown me. Um, so, you know, it, I'm not saying that you're, nobody's perfect. All of us are constantly, you know, growing in our faith and we'll have moments where we're like, okay, God, I need help with this. But yeah. that is something that has to be strong. It has to be something that, you know, if, if you struggle in faith, you're going to struggle severely in entrepreneurship. Yeah. So that's good. (laughs) That's really good. And I think you can take that even outside of entrepreneurship, even um, with the nine to five, so to speak, but not as much. Um, But I can definitely see. I mean, because truth be told with a nine to five, you know that at the end of your two weeks that you're going to get this, especially if you're salary based, you know, that doesn't matter how many hours you put in, this is what you're going to get, you know, whereas with entrepreneurship is, is different, you know, it could be more, it could be less. Um, So I definitely uh, agree with you uh, on that faith walk and it can be definitely challenging um, so I just want to encourage someone, even as Jay Renee uh, has said, it's going to take faith. If you are an entrepreneur, you may not see the results that you want to see right now, but you have to have the faith to know that it is going to come. You cannot be lazy. You have to continue in that thing. Um, and one of the things that I know, even you know, outside of entrepreneurship, is consistency. You have to be consistent. In anything that you do, you have to continue to show up when you do not feel like it, when you do feel like it, when you have the support, and when you don't have the support. You have to show up. And I'm going to do a shameless plug for one of my spiritual daughters, um, Elder Lawanda. She consistently shows up. And she's on here now listening. And people may not always say that they see you, but I see you. People see you. You consistently show up with your business prayer partner life. Continue to show up because guess what? People are listening. People need to hear it. People need to see, you know, that you are doing. So consistently show up. Continue to have the faith. Um, and, and, and watch God show out, watch God work. Even if you don't see it right before your eyes, it is going to happen, but you have to show up. You have to be consistent. And so I want you to, to, to talk a little bit about, um, even, uh, with having a business and maybe there are some people on here now that have a business and they're not exactly where they want to be in their business, because I'm sure your business has not been where it is now all of the time. Did you have a mentor or how did you keep yourself encouraged? How important is mentorship uh, in the world of entrepreneurship? Um, I'm glad you asked that because I know this is a sore spot for a lot of people. Um, I, I never had a business mentor. I had like life mentors. I had, uh, you know, people, I always say that, um, you know, like I said about entrepreneurship, there's people that you choose and people that choose you. There were people that God had sent in my life along the way, but I never had anybody in business. So, and then, like I said, I was launching into, um, in my family, 
nobody in my family had done what I had done either. So when I launched into entrepreneurship, I was really going into uncharted territory. You were making um, your own footprints. Literally. Wow. And then the people around me, my friends, like I was literally launching out into uncharted wow. territory. But one thing I learned, this is why, you know, it's so good that we're talking about this on the back of that initiative thing. Um, I never had somebody just sit down and tell me, this is what you need to do. This is what, what needs to happen next or whatever. And a lot of times I realized a lot of people yearn for entrepreneur. I mean, not entrepreneurship entrepreneurship excuse me a lot of people yearn for mentorship out of laziness yeah a lot yeah. of people just want somebody to tell them what to do That's and because good. of the fact that I never had that I yeah. googled I took classes I went to conferences wow. um it's something that I often tell people you know if there's somebody that you desire um that you would love to mentor you or somebody that you really admire or you you admire their journey or what they've accomplished stalk them <laughs> go through their website, go through their social media, yeah. watch the moves they make. And that's something that I learned how to do. Even wow. people that I have access to, because God has blessed me to be connected to some really powerful people that, mm -hmm. you know, have busy schedules and do all this. If I, if I'm trying to figure out, okay, what needs to happen? What should I do? Let me look and see what she's doing. Let me look yeah. and see. Oh, okay. She made this decision after this. She made this decision after that. This is something she's always saying. Oh, hey, they wrote a book. Let me read it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times people rather just sit in your face. And, and you know, even when people ask me for mentorship, that's something. The first thing I always do, well, I, I honestly, my schedule doesn't really allow me to do it um, like I would really want to. But the, when I have had the opportunity, I always make people read a book. Before they have a conversation with me, I always give that's them books. Good. Because there has yeah. to be some initiative. You're yeah. not just going to sit here and, and wait for me to tell you what to do. I Absolutely. have to see that there's some get up and figure it out. And yeah. most people don't have that figure it out. And that figure it out is something that's necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. If you yeah. don't have that, you're not going to make it. Because it's yeah. been so many times in this journey where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. Even after being in business the many years I have. You know, every year, every season, it, it, it brings new challenges. I'm figuring things out. I've never run business at this level before. So what am I doing? I'm studying major companies. Yeah. You know, um, I often share a company that really, really inspired me. Um, I don't think they have it up, but ASOS used to have a website mm -hmm. that was just their story. It was just the company's story. Yeah. And I, li I got a notebook. I still have the wow. notebook. I sat down. I was writing, okay. They did this and they did this. It took them this many years to do that. This was their yeah. next one. Like I studied them. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. something, again, that I often tell people, you know, yes, mentorship is great. If you have access to a person, it's great. But most people don't have access to the people that they would really love to have access to. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mm -hmm. limit you being able to learn from them and glean from their journey. Stop yeah. them. If they're mm -hmm. speaking somewhere, go. <laughs> if, if they wrote a book, read it if, if they yeah. put it, you know what I'm saying and, yeah. and I've learned over the years there's never been a time where God put me in a position where I didn't know something and mm -hmm. the answer wasn't somewhere wow. sometimes I had to dig for it sometimes I had to you know fly across the country to go to a conference for it but I've all the, the answer's always been there it's just a matter of do I have the initiative Listen. You know, to really go after it so I'm a firm believer that you know Whenever I, what, whenever 
I've needed something or someone, God has always sent it. And if I don't have it, it's because I don't need it right now. Yeah. So that's really my word of encouragement to, you know, those of you that are watching this, like, oh my God, I wish I had a mentor. You know, if, if, if you needed it right now, and if it was necessary for your next, you'd have it. If you don't have it, like I said, find somebody that you love and stalk them. Yeah. That, I mean, that is, I mean, it's so much that can be said. Uh, one of the things that's, that's, um, you know, really peeking out to me, you don't want to be so desperate. Um, and just picking anybody to mm -hmm. say that you have a mentor. Because if you're in a season and you've been searching and seeking, and maybe the Lord hasn't given you the confirmation in your spirit, maybe it's not the time for that. But if it is, and, may, and maybe God is, is, is trying to show you, you know, what he can tell you even in that. But even if it is the season where he would have you to have a consistent mentor, what I kept hearing from you, even as you were saying, stalk them, what I kept hearing from you is you've got to have humility. Mm -hmm. in, in, in entrepreneurship, and you're trying to get somewhere which, where you've never been before, and you're trying to expand, you've got to be humble. You can't think that you have it all together or you have all the answers. You know, you don't. So you have to make sure that you are humble and you operate in a spirit of humility where if this person is having something, you know, and, and I look at them as a mentor and I know that they have something that I need, they have something that I need. They're sharing wisdom. They're at a place where I want to be. So I have to be humble enough to say, I need to get to where they are. Even if you can't connect with them on a personal level, if you know where they're speaking, then maybe you need to buy a ticket, even as Jay Renee said, and get to where, we, where they are. But one of the things that I see in this day and age that we live in now is that we have a lot of arrogant, puffed up people that mm -hmm. feel like they don't need to do all of that to get to where they need to be. But mentor, mentorship, it has its place, you know, but you have to be willing to put in what you need to put in in order to get out what you need to get out. You have to be willing to make a deposit in order to get a withdrawal. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just wanted to add this. I'm sorry to cut you off. But one thing that's really important, too, is that every person that found me found me working. And I think if you want to be mentored, yeah. especially if you're talking about somebody that's busy, somebody that has a lot going on, it's not attractive for somebody that's not doing anything at all mm. to be pulling on your time. But it's a different conversation when you see somebody that's actually trying to help themselves. Yeah. And a lot of times people will stay at start and be like, help me, help me, help me, help yeah. me. When in, in, in all actuality, most people are not interested in doing that. I personally am. I'm one of those people that's like, if people ask me for that, no, you gonna have to, I got to see you trying to get up and move a little bit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So in the process of, you know, me working and me trying to help myself along my journey in, in different seasons, it's been different people, but God has connected me with people that can help me get to the next place that I was trying to go. So the biggest thing, don't get stuck at start. Yeah. If, if you want to connect with somebody that's running, you're going to have to run too. Yeah, that's good. She said, you, you got to be doing something. And one of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 1. What And, and a portion of that, 
drop down to verse two or three. Whatsoever you do with shall prosper. Mm -hmm. You got to be found doing something. It's not going to prosper if you're not doing something. If right. it's just written down on a paper, what are you doing? Faith without works is dead. What are you doing? You need to be found doing something. So those of you that are listening, you have this idea. I want to admonish you, even as Jay Renee, you know, has spoken, you want to be found doing something, you know, working in your lane, working in that thing, whatever that thing is, you want to be found doing something because God can't bless what you're not doing. You have to do something. You have to bring something to the table. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and, and, and we're getting close to the end of our time. Um, I do know that it is a Friday night, so we don't have much longer, but I want you to share with uh, everybody on tonight, um, what was your most challenging moment in developing your business and how did you overcome it? From where you come from and where you are now, I'm sure you know there were a lot of uh, mistakes and I don't even like to look at them as mistakes. Um, in the business that I am, I can't even... When I'm interviewing people, I don't ask what your weakness is or what was a mistake that you made. What was an area or opportunity for improvement? Because what it is, as long as you still have blood running warm in your veins and you want to do better, you look at it as an opportunity for improvement. So what would you say were some of those challenging moments that showed you that this is an area where improvement needs to take place? Uh, it's so many, honestly. <laughs> I was sitting here like, oh, what's the what's the biggest one? Yeah. Um, I, I would say um undoubtedly, um, yeah. the biggest challenge that I've been through in business was after transitioning from the beauty industry, um, relocating to Atlanta and um going full time into my store. Um, yeah. that was one hundred percent a faith move. Uh it didn't make sense at all. Um, I didn't have it figured out before I did it. All I knew was God said, go. Yeah. And I just held yeah. on to that. I didn't really yeah. know why I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just knew God said, go. And so I'm thinking, um, you know, I'm hype, you know, I'm juiced up. I'm going to get out the boat. I'm going to surf like, <laughs> and I got out that boat and started drowning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I ended up going into what ended up being the worst season of my entire life wow. um it's so many things happened during that time i felt like i was being hit on every side from health to death mm -hmm. relationships mm -hmm. um finances trying to figure out how to uh run my business now full-time because uh, doing something on the side and doing it full-time is two totally different conversations um, and I had assumed because I was doing well on the side that, oh, the full time transition is going to be nothing. And it was, you know, it was extremely challenging. But I got to a point where I felt like I had just absolutely hit the bottom. And when I hit the bottom, I realized, aside from my business, I wasn't OK. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll try to bury ourselves in things that will make us look like we're OK, like. You know, as long as business still looks like it's popping on the Internet or, you know, whatever else is going on, then I can just kind of keep it pushing. And I realized I wasn't OK. And in a moment where I had to choose what to save 
I chose to save myself. And I, okay. I, I love sharing this story because a lot of times in the, when we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk so much business, 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 business. We don't really talk about maintaining the greatest asset of the business, which is the business owner. Yeah. And in that time of my life, I was yeah. not okay. And yeah. I could either I could either keep fighting and try to save my business and it still look good and it still just be amazing and nobody think there's anything wrong, or I take a step back and I save myself. And in that moment, I chose to save myself. Um, I've personally I've I've struggled with anxiety for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so stress management has always been a, a, a sore spot for me. Um, but I realized that, you know, I just the way I was processing stress, it wasn't good. The way that I was handling money wasn't good. And it took me hitting the bottom to realize that the person that was, that had run businesses in previous seasons, she wasn't ready for what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. So it was like literally like a a crash and burn and rebuild. Yeah. Um, And so like I said, I, I chose to save myself. I chose to get in the gym. I chose to get healthy. I chose to get my personal finances in order. Yeah. Um, I chose to pay off debt. I chose to save myself. And after I saved myself, yeah. I was ready to fight. And from there, everything took off. People ask me all the time, um, you know, what was it that that was that catalyst that just caused me to take off? And it literally was as simple as that. It wasn't yeah. a, a big investment. It wasn't a marketing plan. It was literally I, I always say the vision is only as healthy as the visionary. And so many people start businesses with all this being a mess. Yeah. You know I'm saying your personal finances are a mess. Can't keep your lights on. Can't, you know, can't manage your day-to-day activity and i'm not saying everything is going to be perfect but i am saying that the vision is only as healthy as the visionary and whatever's happening on a small scale as it grows it's just going to keep getting worse and that's exactly what was happening for me Um, so i would definitely tell people don't underestimate the the weight of your personal sanity and health and wellness because yeah. when you're you're literally, you know, and not being churchy, but you know, the oil flows from the top down. It's really a thing. Whatever's here, here, it's gonna flow down. And mm-hmm. you know, the best thing for your business is for you to be good. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but sometimes, you know, before you launch out in that business, you might need to lose that that twenty five pounds so you can get our blood pressure medication. Yeah, be yeah. stressful. You know what I'm saying? You might need to pay off some debt. You know, you might need to, you know what I'm saying, get a different job and increase your income so you actually have some money to play with because you're already struggling now. Like, these are things. One thing that I, I truly believe and I keep it at the center stone of everything that I do is I, I do all things in wisdom. Yeah. And it took me going through that space where I had just been running off doing stuff. Now you can't pay me to move ahead of God. Like, literally, I'm constantly asking God, just give me the wisdom. I don't want to do anything um... outside of and I feel like that's something that's really lacking in the world of entrepreneurship. It's so much internet gospel. Just do it. Just do it. No, no, we're grown. <laughs> we're grown. You know what I'm saying? We can't, yeah. when you was 19, you could jump off and just do it and then go back home with your mama if it didn't work. But now when you're grown, you know what I'm saying? Life is real. And again, if God has given us wisdom freely, why not take it? Yeah. 
you know, so that's that's something that, you know, I'm constantly just praying for day to day, week to week. God, just give me wisdom because I still yeah. think I mean, this week was an extremely challenging, you know, week for me in business. And I was yeah. just like, God, just give me wisdom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And above all, I need to be OK. Yeah. It, and, and if I'm OK, then everything else can be OK. Oh, Jesus, you have said a mouthful. Um, and, and even just thinking uh, and, you know, you speaking about the wisdom, even as Solomon prayed the prayer, you know, to the Lord to grant him wisdom, you know, because he asked for that. The Lord gave it to him. He granted it to him. So all of my business owners, um, you that is a prayer that you need to pray because, even as she said, I mean, there are just so many things that you guys are faced with and you need to have the wisdom of God. And one of the things that you said that just keeps sticking out to me is to save yourself. We, you know, we have this thing where we, you know, it's a facade and we want people to see and, you know, this picture perfect thing that we want, you know, our audience to see. You know, but deep down on the inside, you need to save yourself. And that is so, so true, even outside of entrepreneurship. I can think about that even, you know, with me, you know, being able to show up as the mother that I need to be, as the wife that I need to be, you know, as the boss that I need to be in the capacity, you know, where I work, you know, being able to be good in, in all of those areas, in my mental, in my physical and in my spiritual, when I'm lacking in one, it, it's evidence, you know, in, in more areas than one in my life. I can see, you know, why I'm so frustrated or, you know, why things aren't going the way that I want it to go. And that's because I'm not my best self. You can't just be your best self in one area and you're lacking, you know, in all these other areas. So you have to make sure that well-rounded, you know, <laughs> all around the place, mental, spiritual, physical you know, that you are where you need to be and you cannot continue to pour from an empty well. You can't. And I always say that you can, you, you have to be, you know, poured into, you have to make sure that you are okay. The visionary is good before you can continuously pour out vision to others. I mean, it's an indictment on God. It's an indictment on yourself to continue to pour out to others and they're prospering and they're manifesting these things and you're dying and you're dying on the inside and you're really losing. It looks like you're winning, but you're really losing on the inside. You know, I could say so much, you know, to that, but I want to stay in this context um, and I want to be cognizant of the time, but that is so good. You want to save yourself, make sure that you are in a good place and not just in the areas that people can see, but in the areas where people cannot see in your mental, you know, where you're almost losing your mind, but nobody knows because you, you keep showing up. You keep posting, you keep selling, but you know, when you get home, you, you're dealing with some real struggles, some real issues. So you got to make sure that you are good on all of those levels and you are intentionally allowing yourself to be poured into, um, I mean, on all of those levels. And so with, even with saying that, 
How do you manage? And this is, I have one more question after this and we'll close after this. How do you manage a successful business while maintaining a personal life? Because it, it, on social media, it looked like you living your best life. <laughs> Apple, you, you look like you're having a good time. And I am not mad at you. I think that is an amazing thing. You know, in spite of you being so busy and your business being successful, still having that time where you can have personal time and pour into yourself. How do you manage a successful business while my, maintaining your personal life as well? How do you create that balance? Because we may have somebody that's listening, you know, that may be, you know, 100% in their business, which they should, but then don't have anything else left to give after that. And I'm going to be honest, I always tell my husband this. He travels the world and he preaches to the nations. And my thing is, when you get home, you got to minister to your wife. You got to minister to your family. You know, so how do you how do you balance that? You don't want to I'm not going to get, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the second best. I want to get the best as well. So how do you manage that giving so much to everyone else and still having what you need to give to yourself? Balance <laughs> is such a tricky word because uh, more often than not, it's not balanced. Um, I was thinking as you were talking, um, one, one reason why I live like I live now is because for so long I couldn't live like this. And okay. I think that it's important for entrepreneurs to understand that you really do go through seasons in this. And uh, to go back to the example that I, I mentioned in my book, um, giving birth to a vision is literally like giving birth to a baby. And when you first give birth to the baby, the baby can do nothing for itself. It yeah. needs 100% of your time, attention, you, it, you need everything um, yeah. or they need everything from you. Then uh -huh. little by little, they'll start to gain their independence. They'll learn how to walk. They still need you, but they need you in a different way. Yeah. And then as time grows, as it begins to, um, as long as you're, you're creating something solid, eventually it'll be able to stand in a different way than it did when you first started. But that's literally how it is when you're first starting out. You know, I didn't have, I missed holidays. I missed yeah. weddings, birthdays, you know, and, and I've, I've gone in and out of seasons. You know, if I, if people were out of town, I had to step in, you know, different things like that. But, um, one thing I will say is that it's definitely, um, for me, it's something that is a direct result of intentionality. Um, so, uh, my dad, I mentioned that my dad passed, um, in 2008, but my dad, uh, was a pastor a very well-known community leader. And he was the man that was everybody's like, Oh, pastor Jones. He was the guy, he was the man. He was, yeah. you know, in the sit, just all of this. Um, and my dad was the epitome of a visionary that took care of everything except himself. Mm -hmm. And I've seen what I've seen the direct result of what that looks like. I've seen what happens when you don't care, take care of yourself, when you don't spend that time, when you don't, uh, you know, deal with stress in a healthy way and all of these things. And my dad passed when he was 53 of a heart attack. Mm. Um, and so for me, I feel like, God, I can't see that and then live that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So and he and I are so much alike. Um and our mannerisms, the way that we think, the way that we operate. So it's literally been an unlearning and relearning process for me, me having to say, look, you know, I spent most of my 20s 
um, living what I call a destination addiction. I was constantly chasing the next thing like, oh, okay, I built a house. I got to do this. Oh, I bought this car. I got to do this. Oh, I started this business. I got to do it. Like I was just constantly chasing, 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 chasing. And I realized that I was chasing a high that I was never really going to get because my, my desire to achieve was really based in unhealthy things, unhealed places. You know, me feeling like, you know, I'll, I'll be able to prove something to myself if I do this or if I do that. And a lot of people struggle with that, especially in entrepreneurship. I heard somebody say, whatever you are before you become an entrepreneur, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So if you're insecure before you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be more insecure as an entrepreneur. Wow. If you're uh, if you have low self-esteem, if you if you struggle with stress, if you have bad anxiety, you know, all of these things, entrepreneurship is just going to heighten all of it. Um, and so I had a lot of unhealthy relationships with achievement and success. Um, and a lot of that, too, was me trying to force myself onto this timeline to achieve and to become the, the person that I thought I was supposed to be in my head. But I remember when I turned 30, I had made the decision. Um, I'll never forget having this conversation with God. For the first time in my life, I made the decision that I was going to allow God to pace me. Yeah. And I realized, you know, so much of the time, like visionaries especially struggle with racing against what we see in our head. It's mm-hmm. a constant pressure because of the fact that we have the ability to see big and see long it's like we're giving birth to the baby and we want it to be running track. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we just constantly just putting unrealistic pressure on ourselves to, Mm -hmm. to make this thing that's in our head manifest in real life. But for the first time, like I said, I stepped back and I said, God, I want, I want you to pace me. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want anything ahead of the time that I'm supposed to have it. Um, And it takes an immense amount of trust. You know what I'm saying? I realize if I do it all next year, what do I do after that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want, I don't want success. I don't want a life that looks good and feels bad. I don't want to be a public success and a private failure. Mm. I want to actually have something that is good. Um, And, you know, growing up in a a ministry family, and I know you can attest to this in this world, you know, you're taught to put on the face. No matter what's wrong, you're always going to look right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we know how to make bad stuff look good. And I, I don't want I don't want to live that life. I don't yeah. want that to be me. Um, so as much as it's been up to me, I've intentionally made time for the things that I enjoy. Um, my friends know I'm a, I'm a thrill seeker. I'm the person that if we go on vacation... We ain't laying by the beach. I'm getting on jet skis. I'm jumping out planes. I'm snorkeling. I'm skydiving. All of that. Um, you know, I've I have a bucket list of places that I want to go to. I try to do at least, I say I try to do one vacation a quarter, even if it's just somewhere in the country where I just, you know, go somewhere for a couple of days. Um, you know, but these are things that work for me. I have to do that because again, if I if I'm not good, nothing else is gonna be good. Um, so, you know, that's something that it's not going to happen naturally. It's only going to come as a result of, uh, an intentional decision. And also it's really, a, uh, me learn how to trust God. I've had to learn how to be like, you know what, if I leave for two days, yeah. I'm still going to eat when I come back. I refuse <laughs> to believe that you're going to let me, you're going to let this business crash and burn. If I, if I step back for a day and say, I'm not okay. Or, you know, I refuse to believe that, 
you know, everything that I've built is going to crumble if I go home and spend some time with my mom. Yeah. You know, and so, like I said, I've just, I, I don't want to be that person, like I said, that has a life that looks good. And I think the internet has really swallowed us up in this world of pictures and photo shoots and yeah. trying to create a feed that looks amazing. Yeah. When people at home dying, you know, we saw this week, you know, different suicides and, you know, you just, I, it's not worth it to me. I told mm-hmm. God, look, you can, I'll, I'll give all this up and yeah. move to Iowa and marry a military man and have kids. <laughs> and if I'm going to be happy. Yeah. I, I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing that looks good. Yeah. I don't even want the pressure of having to maintain something that looks good if it don't feel good to me. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just like I said, a personal decision I made. God paced me. However, however it, it goes, at whatever time it goes, I'm okay with what happens. I'm okay with, with what doesn't happen as long as I can keep my sanity and enjoy my life. Yeah. That's good. That I hope that you all are listening. Um, those that you are entrepreneur, you can apply this to really. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, like you don't want to be a public success and a private failure um, in that you lack that balance uh, in your life where it needs to be um, and where it needs to take place. So I hope you all are listening. I hope you all are taking notes because this is good. This woman is dropping some jewels on tonight. Um, and I thank you for that. Um, this is, and I got to get this question out because I see it so much with entrepreneurs, um, with, you know, family members supporting and, you know, should you expect, you know, family and friends to support? Um, I mean, because a lot of times, sometimes you'll see most of your support from strangers and people you do not even know, because to be quite honest, some people that are close to you don't want to see you succeed or don't want to see you pass a, per- a certain point. So, And I know this is a controversial topic. So, you know, for those that are out there, what would you say as we uh, end, what would you say to those that are struggling and they want to see the support of their family and their friends. Uh, did you expect that? And and how did you deal with it when you didn't get it from the people that you thought you should get it from the most? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, you know, I shared that when I first had a vision, I took it to my parents and my parents were like, ah. and that discouraged me at first initially, but I realized very quickly that, people have a hard time supporting what they don't understand. It's not that they don't believe in you. It's not that they don't love you. It's not that they don't care about you. And a lot of times we make, we make that into an issue that is really not. Um, So understand that a lot of times people just really don't understand what you're doing. Um, Now, baby, you can't tell my mom that (laughs) she's not a poster child for boutique J Renee. You know what I'm saying? My mom is, my mom be sending me, I mean, she be calling me when in public with people trying to make me talk. Like my mom is like super teen boutique J Renee, but you know, and, but I've seen my mom in season and out of season. Even you know when I've gone through challenges, seasons where her logic was telling her one thing. Yeah. You know, I've seen my mom still love me and support me even in spaces that she didn't understand. So that's something that I always share. 
um, anytime I get that question, first and foremost, because let's not make this something that it's not. Just because yeah. your mom is like, I think you need to keep your job, it doesn't mean that she doesn't support you or she doesn't care about you. It just right. means that according to what she knows and her logic and her reasoning, this yeah. makes sense. I want what's best for you and this is what I think is best for you. Um, now, the second thing, you you hit the nail on the head. You'll get more su support from strangers than you will from people that you know a lot of times. We literally, um, we do thousands of orders a week. I mean, a month, excuse me. In Jesus' name, we'll take a week. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> but we do thousands of orders a month. And, you know, when I do see the names, I might see two, three names of people that I know. Okay. Literally. And um, it's it's pretty much always been like this. Initially, the good thing is when I started in business, I had um, uh, hair clientele. So my hair clients would support. But as mm -hmm. far as like family and friends at home, they would say good job, but they weren't buying anything. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I had to learn is that and this is a hard reality for whatever reason. We think that just because we're starting something and people like us or love us, that we deserve their money. Mm. People can still do whatever they want to do with their money. They don't have to give you their money. Yeah. Maybe they just don't like your t-shirt. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we expect... <laughs> a lot of times we expect us from other people. Because I'm the person... That's I don't have so many books I ain't never read. I've bought t-shirts I ain't never wore. I've, <laughs> I've purchased lipstick that I ain't never, you know what I'm saying? Just because I wanted to support, but everybody doesn't necessarily do that. So yeah. you know, I learned to not be offended by that. And I'm not, a lot of times we'll be in such a funk about who's not buying that you're missing mm -hmm. the opportunity to sell to your ideal customer. Yeah. And for me, you know, even from when I started in the beauty industry, I knew that I was going to be in and out. I knew that wasn't going to be a long-term thing for me. So I knew I needed to get to the money quick. So yeah. at the time I was a college student, you know what I'm saying? The prices that I was charging, my friends couldn't afford to pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I had to be okay with that, but yeah. I, I didn't worry about who wasn't coming, who wasn't supporting. I didn't worry about who thought I was too expensive or what other people that weren't buying nothing from me thought of what I was doing. I focused mm -hmm. on the people that were looking for what I had to offer. And because yeah. of the fact that I've always zeroed in on that, I've been yeah. able to go beyond anything I've ever imagined to the point, like I said, we're literally doing thousands of orders Yeah, and not, uh, you know, I, I had a cousin this week. Shout out to my cousin Monique. She bought something this week. But I mean, not, yeah. I got tons of cousins, aunties, ain't bought a single thing. And I can yeah. still hug them and be happy and smile. Yeah. And I don't feel no type of way about it. So I would just say, biggest thing is, it's nothing personal about business. Don't be in your feelings about that. You and, and even though you want your family to support you, your family's not going to make you a millionaire. You're going to need more than that. Mm-hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So don't yeah. don't don't waste too much time crying over that. Really just focus on what you're what you're building and who needs what you're building. Um, yeah. I heard somebody say, you know, when when God calls you to a thing, he calls you to a thing and to a group of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not going to be everybody. Yeah. It's not going to be. You know, it, it may be people, you know, it may not be people, you know, but I'm at the point where I'm so laser focused on the people that I'm called to. I don't give a rat's nothing about what anybody outside <laughs> of the group that I'm called to 
Yes. Yes. Have to say about me what I'm doing. I don't care if they're not buying. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just yeah. focus. Find your people. Don't yeah. don't. You know, I always say emotions will have you out here broke. That's you good. Without your feelings. Without your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. There is an audience for everybody. Find if y'all find your people. Absolutely. When you find your people, stick with your people. <laughs> Pour into your people. You know, give your people what they need. Um, and don't focus on those that are not your people. If they're not a part of your audience and they're not supporting, then maybe they are just not your people. And maybe in that season, maybe they will be. I wouldn't bank on it. I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Um, but one of the things that I've learned is to find your people, pour into your people and be okay with that. Be okay with those that are for you as well as those that are not for you. <laughs> okay. Because everybody is not going to be um, for you and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that is okay. You got to be okay with that. And there's so, billions of people in the world. And so many. So Literally, many. when I tell you that was a game changer for me, like <laughs> yeah. anybody that speaks English and now my website can be translated into other languages. That, the whole amazing. world. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Like why I I'm not going to lose sleep yeah. over people in Clarksville, Tennessee, not buying nothing for me. It's That's billions funny. of people in the world. Literally. Do not cast your, your, what is it? Your pearls before swine. So you, you, you gotta, everybody's not going to appreciate the value of what you have to offer. Jesus was not even appreciated in his own hometown in right. those that knew him. So that should be a testament to you that I'm not going to get discouraged by this, but I'm going to continue to pour. I'm going to continue to give, to continue to sell. And those that this is for, they're going to grasp it. Absolutely. They're going to, you know, run home with it and tell somebody else about it. So know your people, pour into your people and be okay with it. You know, be okay with it. But there's an audience for everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jay Renee. Oh, my goodness. You have helped so many people on tonight. And those that will be listening, that will catch the replay. This is a woman that has been tried and proven, that has a successful full-time business. So what she said on tonight it was definitely uh, life-changing, even for me, even someone that is thinking a little bit about, you know, entrepreneurship, you have definitely um, helped me and even beyond that in more areas than one. Uh, but thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we end to those that are listening? Uh, maybe someone that is aspiring to be an entrepreneur um, before we get off of here that may be struggling with it. Is there anything else that's impressing upon you that maybe you prepare for that we didn't jump on that you want to share uh, before we end? Uh, this is something that I've already said, but... Um... The one thing that's just ringing in my spirit is if God gave you the vision, hold on to it with yeah. everything that you have. That's good. Um, it'll be so many things that happen. Um, and literally, as I shared, I've been through so many things. I mean, if I sometimes I can't even believe I've been through some of the stuff that I've been through. I feel like I've lived nine lives. <laughs> but, you know, the one thing that has has sustained me is the fact that I knew I knew what God said to me. 
I didn't know how it was going to turn out. And I remember even, you know, being in in, in the low place where I just wanted to give up on everything. I remember, you know, having conversations with my mom about joining the Air Force, which I don't know what I was thinking. But I was just literally like, I was ready to just pull the plug. Um, But it was this, it was something in my spirit that just would not let me let go of what I knew. Yeah. You know, and I knew what God told me to do. I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know, you know, when I sold my house in Atlanta and went back home, I didn't know what was going to happen. But I held on to the fact that this is what God told me. And years later, I can't even, I would have never even imagined being in the place that I'm in now um, and having accomplished a lot of what I've accomplished um, in business. And it's literally because of the fact that no matter what happened, no matter what anybody said, no matter how bad it got, I held on for dear life to what I knew God told me. So if yeah. if you if you know, look, this is this is a God thing. Yeah. If you're if you're nervous about it, if you know, or maybe you started and you're just like things aren't going right, hold on mm-hmm. to it. That's Keep going. It. Keep going. I say it all the time. Just keep going. All you got to do is keep going. Eventually, my friend says at the end of the day, they got to end. Eventually, you're going to have to get somewhere. So just hold on to that thing and keep going. Oh, Lord. Um, Yeah, that's good. Those of you that are listening, I want you to type that in the comment section. I'm going to hold on. I am going to hold on because even as she said, eventually, (laughs) if that thing is going to take off, the Lord is going to see you through. And the scripture says, um, and she's really kind of jumping into what I'm going to be teaching at the Ignite Conference. But at the break of day, something's going to happen. Something's going to shift. Something is getting ready to shift, but you've got to hold on. And the reason that it's saying to hold on is because there are going to be some things that are going to come up against you that is going to cause you to want to let go, that is going to cause you to want to quit your emotions, trials, tribulations, whatever the case may be, it's going to come up and it's going to cause you to want to say, is it even worth it? I'm going to tell you right now. Yes, it is. If this is something that the Lord has called you to, yes, it's worth it. But continue to hold on, continue to hold on. Type that in the comment section, because I am a firm believer that your words have power. I am going to hold on. I'm going to continually hold on. I'm going to consistently hold on to see the plan of God manifest in my life. Oh my goodness. I'm 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 excited, you know, for the life of the entrepreneurs that are watching on tonight. Um, and even for your next, um, you know, and what God is going to bring your way because of the wisdom that you shared and you had to hold on. You had to continue in this thing because somebody is looking at you. Somebody needed to see that you were able to do it to know that they are able to do it as well. All right, that's that's the end of this, y'all, because I don't want to take y'all to church. This is a podcast. <laughs> Thank you all so, so much. 
Thank you, Jay, Renee. I have something that the Lord is impressing upon my heart to share with you. So do not leave. Okay. Um, but I just want to uh, end the podcast right now. Thank you so much for joining the All That I Am podcast. Mm -hmm. And thank you to our amazing guest, uh, Jay Renee, uh, that has shared with us on tonight. And I just really feel the leading of the Lord to share. I want you to share what are your ways to give on tonight for those that want to sow? Um, because I believe that you, you should sow where you want to go. If we have some people on here that are entrepreneurs and you see where she is, you admire where she where she is right now and you have taken what she has given, you know, and you deem it as valuable, you should sow into that. So what are your ways? To, and I usually don't even do this on a podcast, but I want you to share that um, even right now, put it in the comment section or something, because I believe in the power of sewing. Um, but go ahead. <laughs> um, you can sew via Cash App. Um, all things J or D number two. All J things J or D number two. Number two. Awesome, awesome. Um, and my people that are on the back end, put that in the comment section so that they can see it. If you want to sew into this word, I, if you feel the leading of the Lord. Don't wait. Don't sit on it. If you hear the Lord, I want you to go ahead and to sow because you are going to reap a harvest because of the, the word that was shared on tonight and your obedience, even in listening um, to the word that was shared on tonight. But thank you all. <laughs> thank you all so much. I am fired up. I am encouraged. I am inspired. I feel like she has equipped me even the more to go on um, and see what this next level uh, looks like for me as well. And I pray that you feel the same way as well. Thank you all so, so much. Follow her on social media. Uh, somebody drop her Instagram uh, in the comment section. So for those of you that do not follow her, you can follow her and you can be up to date on her latest um, and you can partake in, in all of the jewels that she's dropping and you can uh, continue to um, follow her journey. All right, that's all. Thank you all so much. Join us for our next episode. It will be airing, um, where are we? We are in September. So the next episode is airing at the end of this month. So just be on the lookout. Thank you again to our um, guests on tonight. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to remember to stay consistent, stay committed, and remember what God has said and continue to hold on to what he said, no matter what comes your way, and you will see the manifested hand of God ever present in your life. All right, my classies, I will see you all next time. Have an amazing night. <laughs>